Hello everyone, welcome to the Black Art Bulletin, a short form podcast where I highlight Black artists and creators throughout history. As a reminder, please follow the podcast on Instagram to see the visual references of the pieces that we discussed today. Um, And yeah, I'm not even gonna delay it any further. Let's just get into it. Hello everyone. Today we're just gonna set the stage and I just want to give everyone a little bit of a sense of like where we are. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I think that there's a ton more resources that you can definitely find on things that are going on around colonial America time period. Um, But before actually diving deeper into specific artists, I do think that it is kind of important to set the stage to understand like where we are, what's happening, and just generally how things are going. So let's kind of get into it a little bit more. In colonial America, as we know, African Americans held very little to no social or political power. However, their contributions not only supported the Southern colonies, but led to their eventual prosperity. Originally, Africans were actually brought to America as indentured servants, and as time went on and the country was invaded and expanded and just the colonies continued to grow, they shifted from having indentured servants to actually enslaving those people. And then as time continued to again go on um, and slave labor just grew and grew and became more and more in demand, that eventually led to the slave trade, which was actually the largest source of economic wealth for the South. African captives, as we just generally know, faced very harsh conditions, had their families broken apart, and just generally had very little hope of escape from a life that they honestly didn't get to choose. Despite the hardships of, you know, being enslaved in colonial America, African-Americans developed a very vibrant culture based and rooted in storytelling, dance, music, and art. And that also actually became the primary means of sharing critical information about survival to other slaves and eventually also became the main way that stories and also history of everything going on was actually passed down from African-Americans. Although the numbers were small, free African-Americans worked as artisans in cities, and towards the end of the colonial period, there was a growing demand for skilled craftsmen and artists. With only actually a few white artisans, um, slaves and free Blacks actually dominated the artisan profession at this time. Evidence shows that there was slave artisans and they were actually of greater value than, you know, untrained slaves. They would bring their knowledge of woodcrafting, metalwork, pottery, and weaving from Africa into the plantation that they were then moved to. Um, And some were actually trained by white artists that, you know, kind of helped them develop their craft while they were here the most valued slaves were actually male carpenters, blacksmiths, and carpet joiners. And that's really just rooted in the fact that 
keeping of a plantation was basically a business. So even just looking at building the plantation itself, the structures, the service buildings, the main houses, and even down to some of the architectural ornaments like fireplace mantles and window frames, a lot of the enslaved people and actual you know, male craftsmen actually helped to build and create in the South. In general, the history of Black artists, especially during this time period, is very brief and incomplete. Most facts are gleaned from written accounts and letters or even travelers' descriptions. I will just preemptively say that some episodes within the season are going to be relatively short, just again, because there is not a lot of information around some of these people. And what we do have is so small, but I do think that even with the smallest points, there are the biggest moments. So we're still gonna talk about them and give them their own space, but they might just be really short episodes occasionally. <laughs> Fair warning. So to kind of touch on some of the art forms that were around, we're going to, in upcoming episodes, lean heavier into fine artists. So I'm not going to really touch upon that here. We will break that down and, you know, talk about the different variations of it a little bit more per episode of artist. But um, I did want to focus on some of the small things that were going on during this time. A big one is textiles. So nearly every plantation had a weaving room or a shed where slaves were trained in spinning and weaving. This was mainly enslaved women at the time and they would weave clothes for their plantation family and they would also construct the beddings. Textiles was actually woven from silk, homespun flax, wool and cotton with colors that were obtained from South America, East and West Indies, Mexico and England. The products, and I didn't actually know this, actually helped to offset the fluctuating income from cash crops. So like in general, the enslaved people were actually contributing to the prosperity of America and getting very little to no recognition. Um, but you know, digress from that thought, let's just move on. Um, looking very quickly at folk art, there wasn't really much here. The main point is that most slave artists made well-crafted objects for their own use with some of the earliest dated artifacts being um, an iron statue of a human figure and a wooden drum. And then looking a little bit more into pottery, we'll touch upon um, one big notable potter during the time, but other than that, we will not really be touching upon it. Um, to kind of give some background into pottery at the time, in the 1930s, Undercoated fragments of unglazed low-fire earthware were actually uncovered at slave sites in Colonial Williamsburg and Virginia plantations. This was actually the earliest dated pieces found, and they um, the creation date was within the 1670s to the mid 1700s. Indigenous colonies sold their coarse earthware to um, plantation families, and as demand increased, slaves began to make their own pottery similar to how they would in West and Central Africa. The process of that basically looked like them hand building, coiling, and stacking these pieces of clay on top of each other, and then firing them outdoors at very low temperatures. In general, 
most African-American pottery at the time is identified by like the shape and also some marks. So typically the forms were really plain with curved bottom shallow bowls or really large globe-shaped jugs. And then looking at the marks that were on it, if there was any, there was typically like crosses or sometimes even circles and rectangles. And these key aspects really helped to differentiate the works of African-American artists from the other works at the time. Overall, there was very few furniture designers and silversmiths during colonial America. And that is just generally due to the fact there was so much economic and social disadvantage for free and enslaved African-Americans. I do want to note a few, but we do have a particularly short episode coming up, I would say, week three. So I think that week, maybe just look out for a double episode. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'll do that. That feels like a fun thing to kind of give you guys on a week that is pretty small. So check back in week three, and I'm going to cover two notable people that were actually furniture designer and a silversmith. Um, their, their stories are pretty important, both really small as well, but I think that they're definitely interesting to talk about in here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely touch upon that a little bit later. That's just kind of an overview of what was going on in colonial America. There's obviously like a ton more that was happening and I'm sure there's some context that I'm missing here, but to very lightly set the stage for you and just kind of walk you into what is going on with some of these artists and um, maybe why some of them are so short or some of the information is like incomplete in thought or not even in thought, but like in documentation. Um, just to kind of give you guys some context around what is actually happening the time, I thought that would be really important before just, you know, taking you straight into it. But in upcoming episodes, we're going to again dive deeper into the main fine artists of the colonial American time period. Um, so yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. I'm so excited. Please hit my DMs if you like want to chat or find any other helpful tidbits. I would really love to connect with all of you. And and yeah, shameless plug. Also, please follow us on Instagram so that you can see all the visual references of the work of all these amazing artists during this time. I'm so excited to share them with you and I really hope that you're so excited to, yeah, join me on this journey. So yes, I will see you all next week. 